Hello, beautiful people. I'm back. And officially, I think I think it just might be safe to say that I'm out of my flop era, which I know you guys were all waiting. So I'm so glad to tell you because, of course, you were just waiting for me to get out of my flop era. So thank you to all your thoughts and prayers and good energy being sent my way. Wink. Anyway, um, I just wanted to hop on. I feel like I haven't hopped on in a while. And I also... um had some things that I wanted to discuss. Uh, yeah, so I just got back, study brought update, just got back from a solo trip to London, which ended up being a solo trip for like not even the whole thing because I ran into, turns out like two of my friends were in London at the same time. So we hung out, which was so much fun too. Um, but that brings me to my first in is solo travel. Like I loved traveling by myself. I originally had figured like, you know what, like, I had flown and, like, gone by train to meet people, like, taken buses on my own and done all this. And before even coming to Europe, I had only ever flown by myself once, and I had only ever road-tripped by myself once. So this was kind of, like, a big deal for me. It's a lot of change at once. But it was really cool to just kind of, like, do that. And it was, it's been one of my favorite trips so far. So it has been, it, it is my favorite trip so far, actually, correction. So yeah, if you're ever pondering solo travel, I definitely would give it a shot. It was awesome. Um, I went to London, if I didn't say that already, and I just like loved it. I, <laughs> I like got a Diet Coke. It was amazing. Like that was one of my highlights. What was, I had it this morning at like five in the morning on my way to the airport because I got it. They had it last night at Chipotle because I had like an all-day tour and I just wanted something. We got back late, so I wanted something quick to eat. And then it ended up taking me like an hour to go to Chipotle and back to my hotel. So it actually wasn't quick at all. There was zero things quick about it. Um, And I had like no idea where I was going. But it was delicious nonetheless. And yeah, so I did miss Chipotle. Um, I know that was like top of my list of things that I had been craving since I've come here. And as far as I know, there isn't a Chipotle in Luxembourg, at least nowhere near me. So I was very excited to get Chipotle in London. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was great. And then out right now, out low key is like things costing money because everything is expensive. Oh, also another out like homework oh no i do have a serious out i was like i was about to just start this episode without an out and just like wing it the out is the weather it is rainy and windy and my umbrella gets blown inside out like a damn fool and it's just like pissing me off it's always pissing rain and wind and winding like wind. there's a lot of wind so the rain is sideways and that just helps everyone so that's been bothering me my out is the weather um, I don't like dislike fall though. I love fall. It's been great. Like I don't mind if it's misty. But uh sorry, yawn. Um I feel like that's like Wendy Williams behavior is like yawning while you're like mid-conversation, like on air or like in the middle of like whatever you're producing. Um but yeah, also speaking of Wendy Williams, when I was in London, there were a lot of crows. Like in I there was this park. I was right next to Hyde Park and Kensington Gardens uh when like by my hotel so i would get a coffee and a cinnamon danish which was so fucking good i had never had it before coming to um london and because i they have uh pret-a-manger 
Pret-a-Manger. I don't know if I'm saying that right. They have Pret um, in the United States, but it's not as popular. There was one on almost every corner in London, and I liked it a lot. Like, their coffee was great, and their food looked really good, too, and I just had this little bit dish. But um, I, it was like a flat. It's like a croissant and a cinnamon roll had an affair and then it had like a really sexy love child and that love child grew up to be like really famous and like everyone but there's like controversy and there always will be controversy but she's like luxurious and chic that would be the cinnamon danish it was like a flat cinnamon roll made of croissant dough and it was literally so good um i'll be thinking about that for the rest of my life so love that um but Okay, I don't even know. Oh, yeah, Wendy Williams. So, and then I would go on my walk, and it was, like, a little misty outside, and it was great, but then there were all these crows, and I just kept thinking about how Wendy Williams ate the crow on live TV. I mean, she's in one of her word. Like, she said, like, I will eat the crow, and she did. Like, she's not going to back out. It's just something I actually do respect of Wendy Williams. I wouldn't consider her a role model, but, like, I mean, she falls through on her word. Um, This also reminds me of something that happened in London. So... Uh, the two of my friends, so I went to see Wicked and I saw it for the first time in the West End and I just got like nosebleeds and saw the show and it was super awesome. And I like put on my cute little outfit and I was so excited to go dressed up nice to the theater. And then everyone's, I get there and people are wearing like vests, like puffer vests, not like the cute kind, like a, I don't know. Am I going to get slandered for saying that puffer vests can be cute? I don't know. Um, but like puffer vests not no not even puffer vests but like down vests over gray hoodies and sweatpants and just like t-shirts or like you know like i don't know just like i i i miss i thought people were going to be dressed nice to the theater and i felt like out of place and it made me feel weird but i looked amazing so not that weird but i don't know i wish people more people dressed nice to the theater but after that, I met the my two friends who happened to be in London the same time as me at this speakeasy. And I'm like taking the trains and stuff. They're like, shake it. Like my phone isn't going through because the weather's bad and I'm underground. And I'm just like, ah, like where are you? I'm almost there. Like, how do I find it? Because of course it's like a speakeasy. So it's not obvious what it is. Um, it's just like a door with a small plaque, like next to a KFC. Like you'd have no idea. And it was an amazing experience. I loved it. Um, and when we were in there and we were inside, well, we were in there and then we were inside, I sound like a bumbling fool. Anyway, um, also big kiss on the mouth to anyone who puts up with me on this podcast, (laughs) but, um, we were in there and I joined my friends and they're like, oh my God, there's like live jazz music playing. It's dimly lit. The drinks are amazing. I'm like, oh my God, where can I find this in America? It was so amazing. Um, and I get in there and my friends are like, oh my God, like blah, blah, blah. Like there's this lady over there. And I look over and there is this lady with giant fake tits and there's like a mouth full of filler. And she is just like, has her head arms like behind her. She's like wearing, has like red bottoms on and like her little black outfit. And she has, has this tank top on, but her boobs are too big for the tank top. So they're like falling out the sides and she has her like arms up and like in her hair, um, like her head hands behind her head and like her arms like going through her hair, which was like very voluminous and like wavy. 
Um, but she looked like insane. Like she looked crazy. Um, she like slayed, but she also like looked insane. And they were like, she has been, she was on a date apparently with some guy and they were guessing, my friends were guessing like third date and she was just like way too hammered. And I guess like totally just started ignoring him and being on her phone. And I was telling them and I was like, okay, like low key, like, why do I feel like she was in the right? And they were like, no, she wasn't. But I, in my brain, I was like, why, why will I like defend this woman until I die? Like, why will I defend this woman with my last dying breath? Because even though that's not typically like behavior that I would assume I like, she, she's just like an icon. I, I just feel like she's, I love women with attitude problems as long there's a difference between having an attitude problem and being mean to me. I like women with attitude problems who aren't mean to people, except if they're men. Um, nonetheless, uh, that was, she was just like wild and like talking to all the people around her. And then some guy swooped in. She was sitting there just like, I don't know. She was talking to the guys on the state. She was talking to the band. And then she was like, apparently like talking to some guy, like on a, some, there was like a guy and a girl and her parents, they were meeting, the, the boyfriend was meeting the girl's parents. And I guess my friends had told me before I came here for a period of time, the girl was sitting in the guy's lap. First of all, why would you ever sit in your significant other's lap at a meet the parents drinks kind of situation that was like bonkers to me i don't know maybe that's just my relationship with my parents but i don't think i would do that and then she like moved pulled a stool from another table and like moved across the table from him she was on the booth next to her dad and then she like moved on the stool like after sitting on her boyfriend i guess like they got in a fight because she was sitting on his lap and he was talking to the crazy blonde lady and then a while later, some guy swooped in to the table that the, the crazy blonde lady was at. She also was drinking whiskey neat. Like, she was a bad bitch. Like, she just, like, this woman did not come in there to mess around. Like, it was not her first rodeo. Like, you know, I mean, if you're going to get hammered, get hammered at an at a underground jazz club. Like, no big deal. And he, like, just swept in, paid for her bill, and they left together. And, like, there was this other couple that was next to us, and they were chill um and they were like are you seeing like we were just like laughing about it like I, she was just i think she fell out of her chair she and the chair fell over on the ground and then she like couldn't get it to stand back up like she wasn't like this wasn't like someone who wasn't to clarify like this wasn't someone who like needed like physical help like she wasn't falling over she wasn't like gonna hurt herself she wasn't like she wasn't drunk to the point that like she wasn't able to figure it out and like have her wits about her she just is like a crazy person who was also drunk if that makes sense and like it just elaborated her craziness and it was very entertaining to see um honestly in my opinion it was a little more entertaining than wicked sorry 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 sue me sorry not sorry um but she was just like a little wild and it was hilarious and not in a laughing at her way but just in like a I don't know, just like I'm glad that I got to witness that and just see how interesting humans can be. Also makes me feel a lot less bad about my anxiety because if I did something like that, I would be so incredibly anxious. Um, she was also British, so it's automatically better than like if I, you know, if an American person were to do it, she's automatically like she just had a British accent. So I was like, okay. Um, but sometimes I would like hear people talking British accents and in my brain I would be like, 
la 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 whoop de woo in it like <laughs> and think about i don't know it's just kind of funny that they talk like that i don't know i wish i had a british accent though i say that as someone who's envious of british accents um fully but i actually saw this thing once that people with british accents like if you slow down a british accent it sounds like a southern accent like a southern american accent and that's like where southern accents come from and it's from like the colonies and stuff which i think is really interesting like kind of how you get like um appalachian accents appalachian appalachian i don't know i know there's people from the region say it differently than, than the way i normally say it so appalachian i don't know i'm not gonna try um but uh they have like very similar accents to like people who had um come there from like the scottish highlands and stuff like that at least i remember learning that i don't know but i just think that's very interesting how accents can come about um and characterize the character of a region but yeah london was amazing and i loved it and i low-key wish i studied abroad there instead i loved being in london and just the vibe and everything about it it was just like i loved just getting my coffee and walking around hyde park in the mornings and seeing all these people with their dogs and their like tall rain boots and like outdoorsy jackets like i saw this woman with like two giant german shepherds and her like little i don't know like green green like dark green like raincoat and she just looked so british and it was just like she had this hat oh my god it was fabulous it was like a wide-brimmed brown hat kind of like the ones that like hipsters used to wear like the black ones that hipsters used to wear in like 2014 2013 but like in a british way you know so it was cool uh but yeah i just i just love london um and i would definitely go back uh so another thing that i wanted to talk about moving on from that is recently i've seen a lot of discourse online about emma chamberlain and her podcast and how a lot of people are saying like these are these revelations are like things that normal people who go to college would have like emma needs to go to college or just like emma needs blah 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 like blah, 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 blah. like i don't know and like at this point emma chamberlain is like kind of aged out of college so like she doesn't need to spend the money on it and i really don't understand why she would go to college honestly like her job she's incredibly successful at her at a job that does not require a college degree um but and i don't think she would like being on a college campus honestly i don't know her i'm acting like i know her personally i don't um clearly <laughs> me and my pod me my me and my stupid podcast like yeah, like, I just, like, don't think Emma would like being on a college campus. Who the fuck do I think I am? Anyway, um, but I kind of think about my college campus, and I'm like, could I imagine, like, Emma Chamberlain realistically enjoying it if she wasn't, like, an in-state student who got a scholarship? My answer is no. So, yeah, but I just think it's interesting that people are talking about how, like, she's losing her relatability, and that was what originally had gained her such a following. And, I mean once you start going to the Met Gala and getting sponsored by Louis Vuitton, I think it's a little inevitable that you're going to lose your relatability. Like she's not shopping at PacSun anymore. Like she's not wearing the Brandy Melville shirt that you're going to see like all the rich girls at your school having the next day. Like the era of the Emma Chamberlain wildflower cases 
is kind of just like move past that. Even though they were very cute, I love the Emma Chamberlain wildflower cases. Um, and like, you know what I mean? Like, she's a lot less accessible than she used to be. And I think that's what made her so relatable in the first place. Like, I had a friend freshman year who literally ended up bullying me and setting me into therapy. That was really cool. But we were friends for like the first beginning of high school. And she was a huge Emma Chamberlain fan. She wore, had everything from Brandy Melville and Paxson that Emma Chamberlain had. Always wore her hair in a bun with a scrunchie because of Emma Chamberlain. And if you're from my hometown, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, but I'm not going to name names. Um, because no. Um, but always like did that like uh, she would like pose like I'm a Chamberlain like in Snapchats and like funny Instagram photos. Um, like jo- would joke like her like she was very much inspired by that. And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing to be influenced. Like she was an influencer. Like she was a YouTuber who like had a big influence like she wasn't the only girl in the world who like did that i'm not blaming her for that but it's just like an example and she was always she was like oh my god like emma chamberlain goes thrifting let's go thrifting and that was the first time i'd ever been and since then i've thrifted the majority of my closet is secondhand and i it's like one of my main hobbies i love upcycling clothes and like making sure that they fit me perfectly, like tailoring my clothes that I thrift and finding unique pieces and checking out new vintage shops or just like the the knowing all my favorite Goodwills in my area. Sorry, I just like scratched my knee and then slapped it. So if you heard that, I apologize. <laughs> but um, yeah, like uh, even I have had like a long lasting influence from like the early Emma Chamberlain days, but now I don't really see her as like relatable. I don't see her as like a style icon like she had the teddy bear poop jacket she wore that and it had everyone in a fucking chokehold she wore um yoga pants or like flared leggings in 2020 and every that that was literally all i wore freshman year of college in senior year of high school well senior year of high school i was wearing more jeans but like freshman year of college i wore only flared leggings i only wear flared leggings unless i'm working out um i'm if i'm wearing leggings and i'm not working out they are have they have a flair on them girl you better believe it and i mean i like i just like the way that it looks on my body but like i remember in middle school when everyone started wearing the leggings that were tight on the ankle and i still wore my flare leggings and i was embarrassed and i was like a little behind on the trends and i was embarrassed and i would like tuck them into my shoes and it was just like why did you do that that's worse but you know what i mean like it is just one of those things and now they're back and i'm just like oh like it's just crazy how things can change like that but like all of senior year of high school i wore that exact photo and if you know what photo i'm talking about of emma chamberlain in the flare leggings with the hoodie and the headband and it's not a hoodie it's like a gray crew neck and a white headband and it's like a mirror selfie and that's that was my uniform it was a oversized crew neck with flare leggings and like maybe a headband yeah maybe a headband but like definitely oversized crew neck and flare leggings like all of freshman year of high school sorry freshman year of college that's all i wore and like early 2021 or late 2021 early 2022 that was everything and like even then like she was just a lot more accessible like trend wise and style wise than now like her influence on style is like i don't think it should be disregarded in any way um i think it's really 
it's just interesting like how, how she's had such a large influence on the style for girls in my generation and for so long though she ruled so many different areas of the internet like style wise like i got a lot of my music taste from her videos i like i like found her sense of humor really like funny and interesting and i would like people yeah again like like the girl that i was mentioning like people would buy clothes to dress like her or like buy clothes inspired by her style and everyone would have it like everyone would have it and they would like it was just the way things were was like she just i think had an influence on so many people and now i'm looking back and like she just has kind of lost that like i don't see myself like seeing something that emma chamberlain is wearing and i do like her style don't get me wrong but like and others i understand that people's styles are like going to change and evolve but um i don't see her as like a relatable youtuber anymore like she is a like style influencer like podcaster whatever and i think even like stemming from like a style standpoint that all leads to her being kind of like out of i guess out of touch online i don't listen to her podcast i never i'd watch her videos i i still watch her videos um from time to time and I'll like even like watch her old videos that I used to watch in high school just to like feel something. Um, but even now, like I don't really see her as a relatable person in the way that I used to be used to think that she was so relatable in the past. Like she's two years older than me, two, three years older than me. And I just find it so shocking how I just don't really relate to the content that she's putting out at all and that makes me want to consume it a lot less um and i mean i'm not really someone that follows celebrities on social media so i maybe that's maybe that's just me like i've never really been one to do that i think the only ones i follow are like emily lind from the gossip girl reboot and alexa demi and that's it <laughs> but and i really don't know why that is but i find that when I'm looking for a more relatable podcast, I tend to go for, um, I really like, and this is also something that I find a lot of other creators online agreeing with. I have really liked, honestly, like I've never done like podcasts that I recommend, um, on here. So I feel like I've been consuming a lot of podcasts, especially recently while traveling. So, um, I find, I love the Broski Report. I think Brittany Broski does a great podcast. I think she's really relatable while also being funny. Like, she'll transition from having, like, an emo moment and just having just such a really, like, heartfelt, raw message to – and, like, great takes on, like, serious topics to making, like – saying i think there's that clip where she's like i'm gnawing at the bars of my enclosure <laughs> like <laughs> she's like making monkey noises and like that's like like i i really i feel like she just gets it um i don't really listen to this one anymore but it's uh emergency intercom with drew and enya i really like drew and enya but sometimes i like need like a little bit of a break from the like weird pauses and stuff like i feel like i need to watch it on a youtube video i can't really like listen to it like i need to watch them speak into microphones i don't know if that makes sense but 
Yeah. Um, I'll listen to Smartless with Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes every once in a while. My mom actually introduced me to this podcast, and sometimes they'll have like a guest on there. Each episode is a different guest. So um, sometimes oh, – episode of Paul Simon, I would actually listen to that. Um, so yeah, like if it's ever a guest that I'm interested in, I would like save it to my episodes on Spotify and – tune in just whenever i have the chance i like uh i actually i've only listened to one of these episodes one one episode of this podcast recently and i really liked it it's um unhinged with chris clemens i loved that podcast um that reminds me uh speaking of like bald men who make podcasts um i've also heard really good things about leo skeppy's podcast but i haven't listened to it yet so i don't know if i can actually give a recommendation but i've been recommended that one a lot uh insanely chill with cody co i like every once in a while it's all right if he has a guest that i like i will um take a listen like i really like when he has brooke averick on um or lady efron uh from a tiktok i think that she's really funny so i like their banter together uh which is nice but I think he also had Brittany Broski on. That was awesome. That was a good app. Uh, yeah. So, and then I also really like this podcast. It's called Rehash. Um, and their hosts are uh, Maya and Hannah. And I think they're from Canada. And they talk about, like, social media phenomenons that, like, hit, like, culture, like, pop culture. And they're, honestly, their voices are really soothing. And sometimes it's nice if I just need to, like, Honestly, this is a podcast I listen to when I'm really hungover and I just, like, want to close my eyes, but, like, I can't fall back asleep and I just need something to listen to. It's really soothing. And I feel like sometimes podcasts can be, like, <clears throat> really high energy, but, like, normally when I'm listening to a podcast, I need the audio to, like, distract me from, like, the fact that I'm not looking at anything. Um, but this is nice when I want to just, like, close my eyes and listen and just, like, zone and chill like i really like that podcast for that i feel like there's not a lot of podcasts like this and there don't need to be but i really it fits a perfect niche for me and i recommend it um they're also very well researched in their podcasts on rehash um i think that they do a really good job and they actually make a big effort to like oh my god what am i why can't I like find the word? They make a big effort to like be knowledgeable about the topics that they want to talk about. And it's actually, I think this is something that I find really interesting is like <clears throat> going through like different pop culture phenomenons. Like they have an episode about ChatGPT. They have a series about like girl bosses, gatekeepers, gaslighters. There's himbos, pickmies, gym cells, Karens um diet they did an episode on diet prada which i didn't really know about much recently but i actually really thought that was super interesting so if i were to recommend an episode i recommend the diet prada episode i would also recommend the they do a big deep dive if you're a taylor if you're a swifty um one of my best friends well of course danielle has come on the pod a lot like danielle is a huge swifty so she had a really interesting uh the girls the hosts had a really interesting podcast on taylor swift and the gayler conspiracy which i thought was very interesting they go into like that like potential relationship with carly Kloss, and i just like don't really i don't really listen to a ton of taylor swift's music but i love that she has a lot of lore and it really just like i like the pop culture aspect of it um okay this one's like might come out of left field for some of you 
But Hot Mess with Alex Earl, new podcast that has come out. And so far, I have really enjoyed it. Um, But I know that it's probably not for everyone, but I have watched almost every single episode so far, and I have really enjoyed it. I think that she... I'm not saying it's, like, the peak of, like, quality, like, podcasts. Like, if you're really... And I'm sure it's not, like, the New York Times podcast or something, you know? Like, but... It's, I wouldn't say it's like the most sophisticated thing I've ever listened to, but like it's good and I like it. So it's nice to listen to. I love listening to it like while I'm in the shower um, or like while traveling and doing like a Sudoku on the train. Like it's just nice. Um, And then my final podcast recommendation would be Highbrow. Um, I started listening to this one pretty recently. Um, Her, the host's name is Mina and she does a really good job of like, I don't know. She just has a good, her voice is very good for podcasting and she has very similar takes to rehash, I would say, but I would, it was definitely more high energy and sometimes that's just what I want. And yeah, like I like that it goes into like niches of pop culture that I'm interested in, but I don't feel like a lot of my friends are. And yeah, I really enjoy it. I think one of the episodes that I'd watched is Baby Girlification, The Rise of Converse, and Plastic Surgery Mania, um, which was cool. Like, I liked it. Uh, so, yeah, those are my podcast recommendations. I know it was kind of impromptu, but, yeah, as someone who makes a podcast, those are podcasts that I think are really good. Um, but moving on, I kind of want to move into a very different topic, is that being in college, I think, breeds a lot of codependency. Sorry, I, like, yawned again. You know when you, like, throw up but, like, hold it in your mouth? I've been, like, yawning and, like, just holding it in my mouth. (laughs) I feel like I yawn a lot, which is, I think, feel like that means I'm lacking in oxygen when I sleep. But that's concerning because I have this, like, deep down fear that because it literally, I know nothing about science, so this doesn't make any sense that I would think of this way. But I have this irrational fear that if I don't get enough sleep and I'm not breathing well when I sleep, then I'm just, like, going to get, like, an early onset brain disease, like, Parkinson's or Alzheimer's, which is so, like, I don't know if that's the case. Like, don't listen to me. I don't know science. I don't know anything about science. I'm an English major, and I am not good at science. It was my lowest score on the ACT. I am not a science person. Like, there's no reason for me to think that, but it's, like, an irrational fear. Um, But anyway... Moving on to the, yeah, the majority of, I feel like college just, like, breeds a lot of codependency. You're always around your friends. You're always forced to socialize. Like, where you eat is, like, a communal space. Like, when you live in a dorm, you don't really have a kitchen where you can cook things unless you're having, like, I don't know, like, a snack. Like, I really don't know what to tell you. Like, you buy it and you take it back, like, to-go food. But, like, most times when we eat dinner, like, I know people who are, like, so afraid to go to the dining hall and eat by themselves and... I'm not going to lie, like, I would eat at any dining hall on campus by myself except the one where all the sorority dorms are next to and, like, everyone I know lives next to it. Um, So I would never go there by myself, but I'd go to any other dining hall by myself. I would eat lunch by myself in the dining hall. I would eat breakfast by myself in the dining hall. Done that before. I've, like, studied in the dining hall by myself. Like, that is no big deal. But for some reason, eating dinner by myself in the dining hall is so scary and I'm glad I don't do that anymore but like I would say that studying abroad has really 
made this aware for me and really lifted a lot of that codependency. But I feel like, okay, <laughs> let it out. Free the on. Literally. Oh, Christ. Anyway, I feel like um, being abroad has really lifted the veil for me in realizing how codependent I was in my friendships. Like, don't get me wrong. I like spending time with my friends and like community is a really important part of being a human being and the human experience. But I don't think that the all the codependency of college is good for you, especially when you graduate and it's just like ripped out from underneath you and you're not going out every night and seeing people you know and like everyone's just going to be there and you don't need to worry about, I don't know, like, bleh, like I, I don't know, like just making plans with people and because you know they'll just go out and or being like, oh, I'm going to go to this building. Do you want to come study with me? Do you want to go to the library with me? Do you want to do, do go to the gym with me? Like, do you want to do this with me? Do you want to do that with me? Like, there's always someone around, I feel like, to hang out with in college. And that's great. And it's fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I feel like that's why college is great. But it really, I feel like for a lot of people, and if I hadn't studied abroad, I think it would have happened to me too, that like the rug is just kind of ripped out from under you in like, losing that codependency and that's why i feel like a lot of people this isn't the only reason that i think um a lot of people might have trouble post-grad but this is the reason why i think a lot of people have trouble post-grad is because they be, get used to being so codependent they live with their friends they live with the same people only talk to the same people party with the same people like they see like their friends all the time and then you go to college I mean, you leave college, you graduate, and you probably get jobs in different cities. Some people might move back home, different states, maybe even across the country. Some people might maybe move out of the country for work. Like, it's just different. And people's schedules change. And it's just like, I don't know. Like, I feel like that's why so many people get depressed after they graduate and can make it really hard for people. And I think it's important to, even if you don't study abroad, you can like just be cognitive of how this is affecting you and how you're you are becoming codependent and just try to like do things on your own especially in college when i feel like and then you look around and everyone is always with someone else people are rarely ever alone on a college campus and unless they're studying with headphones in or like you always have to seem like you're busy or distracted like you can't just be and I feel like that was something that I was kind of scared to do, but I mean, I'm living alone when I come back. So, you know, I'm going to have to get used to it one way or another. And I feel like studying abroad really like, instead of just like making it a little apparent, it was like kind of a slap to the face rather than like a gentle, like flick to the forehead, if you know what I mean. Like, it really makes it apparent like how codependent you can be and how it just makes you a lot more independent and gives you a lot more, I think it empowers you to be more confident, but only if you let it, because I know some people who don't travel anywhere if they're not with a group of their friends and they're more concerned about being a part of a, a being a part of a group than like sticking by their friends when they need their help. And I don't think that's okay really. And I think that's just like kind of unfortunate to see, people become victim of that but at the same time i understand it's hard it's easy to fall into a community or fall into i think in the past i've talked about how like friend groups can suck and like people can hate each other and like grass is always greener because like people can hate each other and still like be like i love my friend group um but 
yeah, I think it's the same thing. Like it just breeds a lot of codependency and even as someone who's in the Greek life system and I enjoy it, um, I don't think that Greek life has really made my codependency worse, but I feel like it's made a lot of other people's codependency worse. And I've noticed it a lot. Like they don't do anything without their sorority group and they all live together and they all see each other all the time every day. And that's awesome. Like I'm glad they're having fun. But it, I mean, it is kind of like a rude awakening. Like I know people who won't even like mobile order food on campus and go to pick it up on their own. Like, girl, be so dastardly down for real. Like, I don't know. Like, I, I mean, it, it's just kind of unfortunate, I think, to see people who lack so much confidence that they can't do things for themselves even when they're in a place that's supposed to make you learn and grow i feel like this codependency that in recent years college has really been pushing um really makes you get you gets you stuck in your bubble and then it doesn't set people up for a healthy transition into adult life and it's kind of like when you like you get dropped off at college the first day graduate high school you leave your family like your parents aren't there your siblings aren't there your friends aren't there your hometown friends that you grew up with aren't there and you're just like what the fuck do i do now and even if you move back home or move back to like your the major city like nearby where you're from and you might know some people it's like different but i feel like it's just another level of like college is supposed to make you more independent and move on from that and then you get stuck in your ways and stuck in the like people always being available and people always being around and like in your house and just like whatever and you get sucked into that and then you graduate and you're just all on your own really and it's not necessarily a bad thing to be alone like you can be alone and not feel lonely and i think that was a big key difference for me to figure out while being here is that even if i'm alone that's very different from feeling alone being alone and feeling alone are two very different feelings and I don't mind being alone. Feeling alone sucks, but I like spent all like even when I was alone in London, entirely by myself, before I even knew my other friends were in London, um they like slid up on my Instagram story. But before they even knew I was in London and before I even like knew that I thought I was the only person in my entire program that was in the country and I was just like totally fine with that and I didn't feel lonely for one second. I felt, I think the day, like, they went to Wales to go visit, like, one of their family members, and I did, like, a solo bus tour, and I saw Stonehenge and this town called Bath and, like, the Roman Baths and, like, that area. It was, like, there was, like, Roman, it was a Roman city, um, and that was cool, and I just, like, chopped and kept myself busy, and got lunch by myself and hung out and I didn't feel lonely for one second even though I was entirely by myself in a country where I didn't know anyone in town that I did not know and just like doing my thing like it just didn't really it didn't really make me feel lonely even though I was alone and I had a great time it was one of my favorite trips I've been on the entire time that I've been here because I was really able to focus on the things that were important to me and the things that I wanted to do so I think that brings me into my final point on this is when you are so codependent, it really brings you away from what's important to you um, and can kind of, especially while traveling, you can miss out on the things that make 
traveling important to you and what's important to you while you're abroad or on a trip and you're not there for a long time. I feel like, um, not to say it's about like checking off a box cause it's not, but like having that fulfillment of doing everything you needed to do or could have done. And just like having that fulfillment of like, I did it. I feel like fulfilled and spending the money on coming here and experiencing the things that I wanted to experience and pursuing my interests in this new place. Like when I was able going places by myself, I was able to not have to worry about catching up with everyone and being on everyone's schedule and oh, like, I don't really want to do that. And now I'm stuck doing this activity that I don't really want to do because I was afraid to go off on my own. And I mean, it is important to like be safe and keep your wits about you, but I had an amazing time and I would do it again. So I think I was so scared to spend like an extensive break alone. Um, and I was gone for like three days and now I'm like just back for the weekend and chilling and then just going to go back to school. Like, and I think that was really hard. This was not an easy transition for me by any means. Like it was really hard and I felt really, 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 really lonely for a long period of time. But I would say that things have definitely gotten better. And um, there are other factors that went into this situation getting better. But um, I think working up the confidence to travel by myself has definitely been a big um, thing for me. And I'm proud of myself for shifting away from that codependency that I feel like I really sunk into my sophomore year of college. Um, okay. I want to do move into one last topic. Uh, first of all, I'm just gonna have a hot take. The majority of the world is not self-aware or very intelligent. And every second that I'm abroad, I realize it more and more that so many people are just not self-aware or smart. There, a lot of people are really stupid and like, it's just so interesting. I don't know. I just think that's very interesting. Um, but not saying I'm a genius or anything, but like, I'm like, damn, like that's really rude or damn, like you have no manners. That's embarrassing. Like you're not embracing the culture of what's around you. Like you're not becoming a part of Europe rather than like being an American in Europe. You can be just like acclimating. There's people who just like refuse to acclimate like, or even try. And I think that's just like really just not great. I don't really respect that at all. Like, I don't really know a lot of um, other languages and many Americans don't, um, partially because of our school system and also because it's a giant country and almost everywhere you go, like in America and Canada, people speak English. So, or you'll see Spanish and that's not really the majority. Spanish is not a majority language in Europe. It's mostly just Spain. Um, So I think that's definitely different, but that's a part of it but um it's the people who like have been like in luxembourg most people speak french or they'll speak german or luxembourgish and they teach us how to say please and thank you and hello and like just be friendly and say yes or no and like just so we can get by and google translate is also free but there's the it's the people who say thank you instead of merci like it's that easy i'm not saying i have a perfect french accent or that I know really a lot of French, but it's like, you don't even try. Like you can at least try. And I think putting in the effort makes it a lot easier to, I think, I don't know, just like show your opinions that you're trying and you're not just like a stupid American. Like I know you're better than that. 
you know, I don't know, hot take, maybe, whatever. Um, but yeah, this point I wanted to bring up, this is something that I wanted to bring up a while back. It just like never really had the time, but, uh, <laughs> uh, oh, my list of things that aren't real has extended. I'm going to go in that real quick. Um, the room by Tommy Wiseau, hamsters, smash burgers. I think that's like where, where the, where it ended last time, but, uh, I don't know if I put this episode out. We'll see. Um, it has since extended, uh, the weird thumb on dog's legs, uh, your wingspan being how tall you are, bugs and cereal, Ed Sheeran and his discography, underage drinking laws, um, the guys you have a crush on in high school the second after you graduate, Tiger Beat Magazine, and Snapchat Magazine shows or articles. Um, anyway, um, the point I wanted to bring up is Raya. And my question to you all is, would you be on Raya? I am saying I would not want to be on Raya um, because uh, of the phrase, never meet your heroes. I'm going to say, like, just because someone's famous, like, doesn't mean they're automatically going to be a better partner to you than someone who isn't famous. They might have more money, but, like, (laughs) it doesn't make a difference. Um, But... It's kind of like brought it up because of the uh uh the TikTok. She like was like a lawyer, like law school TikToker. Um but she's not anymore. She's just like an influencer and she like goes to Air One and gets tattoos now. Um but Okay Callie and Lil Wayne were the rapper Lil Wayne were hooking up or like dating or I think I don't use we don't use the the word situationship on this podcast. Um So I'm not going to say that, but that's what other people would describe it as. Basically, they were fucking and she, I think it ended and, but like there was, I think like they were at some event, like talking and hanging out and I mean, she's really pretty. Like I'm not like, this isn't like, I'm shocked like for why would little Wayne go for her? Like what's so appealing? Like she's gorgeous. Um, but it's just like and people were like in the comments of videos like of them together like how did that happen like how could this have happened like bro raya is how that happened and i don't know if i like people being like who's this new girl with so and so like assuming that they'd even care but um i don't think i'd like the attention i don't think i'd like having to answer to people all the time i don't think i'd like having to explain my actions all the time i don't really think i'd want to be famous um i'd like the ease of being famous and like it just feels like an easy life, you know? Like, that is objectively an easy life. Like, being, like, Charlie D'Amelio famous, like, she will never... She was going to make incredible amounts of money, like, for basically the rest of her life, and she was already born into wealth, will continue to be wealthy for the rest of her life, and um, will continue to, like, get so much attention, but, like, she's going to make so much money and have a lot of money for doing arguably not a lot of work. And not getting a degree either. So, like, I'm probably going to get, like, two degrees. And at least that's the plan for now, fingers crossed. Like, I have two degrees just to even think about, like, making almost as much money as that. And it's kind of, like, depressing. But, like, at the same time, like, I wouldn't want to have the attention. I wouldn't want to have, like, my photo taken all the time by, like, the person I'm in a relationship with. Or, like, I wouldn't want people judging me or, like, being, like, judging my looks or being, like, oh my god, like, I can't believe they're together, like, who is this, like, people are mean on social media, because they're jealous, and, um, I mean, like, 
I love to hate, don't get me wrong. Like, I will hate on the people that deserve it. But I definitely think it's a little unfortunate that people like Raya, like, I, I just don't, like, the whole app is like, the point is like a dating app, like, just for rich and famous people. And I just, like, don't really understand the appeal of why you'd want to do that because it would just feel weird like oh cool i saw you in this movie and now you're in front of me right now and we're like eating at buca de beppo like i don't know <laughs> like i like oh like now I, there's salad in your teeth and we're like silently munching on garlic bread like i just can't imagine that like being fun i just feel like it'd be weird like famous people aren't real what are you talking about i've never seen a famous person in real life ever not once actually no wait i did see i've seen two influencers in the wild i've seen m Wee, the girl who um she had that video like a few years back where she was like so karma really gets kissed for me like i saw her at Lollapalooza two years ago and i complimented her outfit she was very nice um and then i saw and then Avery Cyrus and her friends shoved in front of me and my friends at the barricade for Lana Del Rey, like showed up randomly and like shoved everyone out of the way and forced their way to the barricade. And their friends were like screaming at people and just being super rude. Um, so yeah, I didn't even see her face, but like, cause her back was to me. Uh, and but my friends like were like that's her like there was like blah 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 like whatever and so like her like her and her influencer friends like that is like my one interaction with someone who was like could be considered semi-famous but yeah like it's not like i've seen like julia roberts on the street and been like oh my god like no like i just don't like famous people aren't real you guys are lying they're not actually real they only exist on my tv and on netflix so Fuck you, Raya. I don't think I'd be on that. I think it'd be awkward to go on a date with a famous person. Also, like, again, never meet your heroes. Have you ever heard people talk? I don't know. This is just something that I've heard that I've, I don't know. I feel like this is kind of a trope that I've seen a couple times, both in real life and in, like, fiction. But, like, you have this huge crush on someone. You, like, totally hype them up in your head. Or, like, you had a huge crush on someone in high school and never got together like they never really showed interest in you like nothing ever happened kind of unrequited and then you end up like hooking up with them later after high school or even after college and you're like that was mid as fuck and sorry potty mouth that was mid and you're like oh like you know they kind of crash down from the pedestal and like reality hits you and you're like why did i waste so much time idolizing this person and i feel like Crushes are, like, our own little personal celebrities. Um, I know there's, like, campus celebrities that's, like, a phenomenon of, like, saying, like, you and your friends might have a campus celebrity that you share. Like, maybe it's someone that your friend made out with in a bar, like, two years ago or, like, someone who did something silly and your friends just kind of, like, are, like, oh, that's that guy. And you, like, see him a bunch of times and you're, like, oh, like, whatever. Um, uh, but, you know, eh. So I I just definitely would say that Raya is a big never meet your host thing. I mean, hey, look at okay Callie and Lil Wayne didn't work out. She's a tattoo. She has a Lil Wayne tattoo on her body, and it didn't work out. I mean, he I guess he was her favorite rapper, but imagine dating your favorite rapper. Like that's insane. I feel like I would just never be able to listen to their music again. Like if we broke up, that would ruin it all for me. Like I just 
it would just make me feel weird. Like, I'd be like, oh, like, I've, like, seen you at your most vulnerable, but, like, let's go listen to this song about how you're going to, like, turn up with your friends on a Friday night. Like, I... Uh, like I just I can't I can't I can't I can't like that's I can't imagine like imagine you dated Taylor Swift and you like your kids like love listening to her music on the radio in the car and you're just like uh, like I, I don't know like is Taylor Swift like if does Tom Hiddleston have kids maybe I don't know I just think Tom Hiddleston's a good example like do you think if like Tom Hiddleston had kids that like Taylor they wouldn't listen to Taylor Swift in their house or like any any of her other exes like Jake Gyllenhaal if Jake Gyllenhaal had kids like that Taylor Swift would not be played in the house or um oh my god John Mayer <laughs> yeah I don't think that I feel like be any time like 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 when 1989 was originally released and like Shake It Off was on the radio all the time do you think like Harry Styles was like really struggling like I mean I doubt he listened to the radio um but you know you ever hear it in, like a store or something do rich people go to the store who even knows anyway my point on Raya is I don't really think that it's all that it's cracked up to be. And I don't really see the point. I don't think I'd want to be on it. But yeah. All right. So that's the app. Oh, my song for this episode. The song for this episode is... If you guys haven't seen any of these music... Vi- any of the clips from this music video or anything yet, you need to lock the fuck in and look it up. It is the music video for... Um, from Troy Sivan's new album, One of Your Girls by Troy Sivan. That song has been on repeat for me. And I'm normally not really a pop music person, especially like a modern pop music person. But, and I'm not really a big, I don't really listen to a lot of his other songs, but like for some reason that song, and like also for context, Ross Lynch is in the music video. And it's, so the music video is Troy Sivan in full drag giving ross ross lynch a lap dance and it's actually like so iconic like it's just and you're like i'm just you're just like i can't believe that like like why can't i look that glamorous in my makeup and also why can't ross lynch be sitting on a chair in front of me just like looking all hot like it just why not why not choice of on if you end up like putting that on on amazon just like let me know um because I'd cop. But yeah, anyway, that's my song of the week. Definitely say check out the music video. Like literally my jaw was on the floor. I was just like completely gagged. Anyway, blessings and peace. Until next time. Bye.